Good morning, friends. Skip here, your host uh, for finding meaning. A uh, little, little bit of celebration as I start this very early morning podcast on a Monday, December sixth, two thousand twenty-one. Uh, we surpassed uh, a thousand listens yesterday. Uh, we've been doing. I have been doing producing this podcast. Uh, I think we started in May, so uh, it is through attraction, not not necessarily promotion, that it's happening, and that's always the best way to do it. Although I do encourage you to uh, feel free to share uh, this podcast if you think you know someone who might enjoy it or might get get something from some of it. Again, you don't have to uh, adhere or believe everything I say. I'm just speaking from my perspective. You have your perspective, and that's really what the journey is about, isn't it? That we, we all have our individual path, and the universe is, is beckoning us on, is calling us on to, to some form of awakening and becoming a more authentic person. I want to talk this morning about coping with the frustration in your life. You know, over the last five, six years, and especially over the last two years, we'll say two, since COVID-19 hit, not quite two, but I think as a society, we have been feeling a very acute case of frustration. And I've struggled to sort of name what emotion uh, that could be, what emotion could identify how we feel. And there's all sorts, you know, there's all kinds of emotions. There's, there's anger, there's confusion, there's grief. Uh, I remember watching the news uh, when the pandemic hit. We were actually on vacation when things got really serious in uh, March of, of 2020. And, uh, you know, the death toll was a couple thousand people, which is, was very sad and scary. And now we said it almost 700,000 people. And it, uh, it, it just brings up so many different emotions and then how we have handled it as a society, you know, politicizing things as simple as healthcare, politicizing things as uh, common sense as getting a a shot or wearing a mask or taking care of your neighbor. You know, if you don't wear a mask for yourself, at least wear one for your neighbor. And and there's been a real uh, stark uh, revealing of a selfishness, a a insincerity of character uh, 
that even if you believe there might be a reason to make a stand for your independence, let's say your freedom of choice, that we're not even able to do that in a constructive way. We, we have to do it in a vitriolic uh, sort of social media fight, uh, hyper-individualism sort of way. And so that's just to mention one small slice of what we have been through. I, I really believe that as a society, we will look back and we will have real um, collective post-traumatic stress from from the past, uh, especially five years, and and most acutely from the last two or three. Uh, so you and I, as individuals, we we have our own emotions around these things, and and I think I want to identify one particular feeling, one particular way of thinking that I think is prevalent. And that's frustration. That we're not only frustrated with just the past few years, but I think if we look over history with any objectivity, with any self-awareness, we can probably identify that there is a frustration and a disappointment and a sort of... um, well, frustration is the word over how we can't seem to ever live out of a sense of peace collectively. Now, there have been times of peace, and you, can, you know, I can look back to the 50s or maybe to the 90s over recent history and say that in our society in the United States and maybe in the world, uh, there have been times, stretches of time, that were relatively uh, non-traumatic. Uh, I don't want to oversell those things because even in the 90s, uh, there was a lot of trauma that went on, but it was a, it was a different kind of trauma. Almost seems quaint and silly now to talk about things like a, a president having an affair, you know. But overall, I think we can honestly say that there never has been a time when collectively we have been settled and peaceful or at the very least, approached the turmoil in society with clarity and common sense, generosity and hope. And at least for me, and especially being a highly sensitive kind of person, I look at this world with a great deal of disappointment and frustration. Uh, not just for myself, but for what my kids are going to inherit as a society. So, what do we do with that? You know, I just spent eight minutes talking about how frustrated we are. 
So the question becomes, so what does that mean? In light of finding meaning, in light of trying to understand things, to reframe things, what does it mean? Well, fundamentally it means this, that that is proof. I, I truly believe this, that is proof that the, the spiritual masters that have talked about the fact that our world is some level of illusion, some level of false concept, they're right. That the reason we haven't and we can't find any sort of collective solace or even individual solace a lot of times is because we keep trying to do the same thing, expecting different results, a definition of insanity. We keep trying to employ the same tools, the same modes of thought, the same philosophies, the same politics, the same economics, the same education, the same philosophies, the same theologies. We keep trying to to employ these same ideas and concepts and expect different results. And what we can't seem to do, and what I want to name here, is that there's a reason for that. And the reason is those concepts, theological, philosophical, economic, religious, uh, are false. They're false. They are created out of human beings that don't know themselves. You know, we, we look, and I'll be honest with you folks, I'm, I'm not some ascended master here. I'm just a guy, and I, I look, I watch, I watch politicians talk, and I get pissed off, and, and I can't believe the idiotic things that come out of their mouth. And I have to remind myself that they're asleep in this false reality that we've created. And then I remind myself that these are the people that have power. These are the people that are making decisions that affect my children and your children and our future. And they're fully asleep. They're fully ignorant of who they are. They're fully consumed by the false realities that we have created. All of us create out of ignorance. As a matter of fact, they have ascended through a false reality because they perpetuate even more of the false reality. I feel the same way about religious hierarchies. You, you, you see people in religion acting out of a sense of preservation rather than transformation, that they want to preserve a system uh, rather than live out of a truth. And, and I don't want to judge them for their ignorance. I don't think we can judge them for their ignorance, that they just don't know. You know, I'll, I'll bring you back to the movie The Matrix when Morpheus, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, is explaining to Neo, Keanu Reeves' character, that they don't want to be freed from The Matrix. They don't want to be freed from the false reality because they have bought into it. Hook, line, and sinker. They have bought into these false constructs and concepts. And so we live out of a sense of frustration 
And I think especially for people who are, to whatever degree, self-aware, to whatever degree, understanding that uh, love is not only for the oppressed, but for the oppressor. That, that people who truly try to live into a greater expanse of love become even more frustrated because they see that the decisions that the people make that are in power are made from a sense of not knowing what it really means to be human. And we end up really frustrated and pissed off and, and angry and hurt. And we turn on the news and we see uh, arguments uh, and more trouble. Uh, let me give you an example. And, and, I, and I don't doubt that this, this newscast was real. I mean, I don't doubt the information. But I have to tell you, it really struck a chord with me. I was watching the news yesterday, and uh, I caught the end of a story about how now electric cars are damaging the rainforest, uh, using up resources in a different way, using up natural resources. Now, I have been told forever that electric cars would would save the planet, right? Now I hear that they're causing damage to the rainforest. I don't doubt that it's true. I mean, we humans, sometimes we, we seem like a virus on this earth at times, um, and, and everything has a price. But I got to thinking to myself, nothing ever resolves itself. You know, there's always something there's always something the media will jump on. There's always something that an individual, forget the media. I mean, there's always someone who will find some reason to upset things so they can validate their own existence. And it just perpetuates a, a constant feeling of angst and frustration among people. Maybe that's the point of doing it. I don't know. But I do know this. That people who perpetuate trouble, people who criticize for no reason, uh, entities that uh, disregard humans' uh, needs and wants, entities and people who disregard human being, what's best for humans, or what's best for their neighbor, uh, political figures, religious figures, that become self-centered, narcissistic. They're all asleep. They're all caught in the matrix. And the more you come out of the matrix, the more you come out of the false reality, the more frustrated you're going to be because you're going to see just what a grip this false reality has on the world. Now, I will also tell you this, that with that understanding, at least comes uh, some clarity. And that's the true gift. That's the real gift. Uh, that you're able to at least practice some level of compassion at times where you couldn't before, where you can see things clearly, and maybe by changing 
how you approach reality, change the reality of the world. Uh, there you have it, folks, on a Monday morning. Uh, you're not alone. Keep up the good work, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye.